page 128. We are finishing up, hopefully, the first shahar. Perak Shani Shnei Masar Hadairais Batayra. Okay, a couple of parts. We're gonna we're gonna squeeze it in a little bit. I'm gonna go a little bit uh, fast through the text in the first part, which is going to read this Hadairais, which will give us a little bit of a different way of looking at it. Um, I would have taken more time and gone back a little bit more of a summation, but we'll see where we go. A big part of it is going to be kind of embracing our role in where we are and understanding, which was really a, a lot leading up to where we're at. It's not, we're not in a Bidyeved role. We're exactly where we need to be and we can accomplish uh, great things. 128. Okay, my copy is a little bit. Who is that? So is mine. Okay, Im Harishainim and Emalachim, Anu Bene Anashim, Rim An Bene Anashim, Rishonim and Anashim, Anu Kahamirim, Velika Hamor Shrochanan, Hanim and Isa, Pinchas Benyar, Elikashar Hamirim. So there's a decline. There's a decline in Yuridas Hadairais. This topic, different people can talk in different contexts. We're going we're gonna to do our best with, uh, with, the, with the topic. Am Rabbi Yochanan, Liban Shal Rishonim, Kapisko Shal Ulam, the earlier ones had a uh, heart as the uh, as a pischel of a, the opening of an entrance way of a hall smaller but one was just measurements 40 by 20 the other was 20 by 10 we're talking in Yuma about the base of Mikdash and we're like the eye of a needle Rishon Rabbi Kiva, Achronim Rabbi Lazar ben Shemua, Ekediam Rishon Rabbi Lazar ben Shemua, Achronim Rabbi Shaya Beribi, Vanu Kamalei Machat Sidkis, and we are like again like uh, the needle of uh, of uh, clothing, clothing, whatever it is. Abai Amar Vanan Ki Sichsa Beguda Begemara, we are like the peg of a wall in Gemara. Rashi Ki Yesed Shenayit Zemaisa Bekaisel Benekev Tsar, like a peg that you stick into a wall in a narrow opening. Venichnas Bedoichak. We can barely understand what we're learning. Rava says, We're like sticking a finger into wax for svara. It doesn't go in very far. We're like a finger going into a well. Very easy to go in, very easy to come out. Rashi, Bishaiva, Kasha. In hard wax, it just sticks to a little bit. And the next one was a finger into a well. So we, uh, we, we forget very easily. So we see clearly that, that uh, the way that they related to the Amorayim already related to the earlier Dairais. And it is not just a quantitative you know, decline, but literally to a, a, an unfathomable de- degree. And yet, we see that Rabbi Yochanan put together the Talmud Yerushalmi, uh, Abaye, Rava, we have the, the whole Talmud Babel, is referred to as Abaye, Abaye and Rava. Rav Ashi, it says in the bottom of the paragraph, Ha'irech, Ha'gadol, Shal Ashas, Ravina Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi is one of the editors of Shas, Ha'shasiyemim, Talmud of Shishim, Pam, Eskol Ashas. They finish Shas six times, right? So again, I'm going to go a little bit faster through this part of the text because I want to spend a little more time in the next part, but so what's left? 
right? Out of everything we're saying, how are we even going to talk about the people that we relate to as the great Rishonim? And the Gra says that the Shis Alfin Shnin Havi Alma, the world is 6,000 years coming off of Gemara Navodazara. Shnei Alafim To, Shnei Alafim Torah, Shnei Alafim Mosem Mashiach, the way it would divide up is 2,000, 2,000, 2,000 years. Uba Avono Seinu, a lot of it is lost. For Kosovo Zagra, Kia Torinus Taim Vanellum, Besof Dalad Alfin Shana, Kia Dua, Uba Avono Seinu, Shiyotsu, and Toravain Mashiach. So we're at a point where we, now we don't have any Torah, and we also, unfortunately, don't have Mashiach yet, hopefully soon. And he says that the two Alafim of Tormus, the Yemes Bismanosh, Rabbeinu HaKadosh, around the time of Rebbe, uh, that's when the, the period attributed to Torah finished. And then what? No Torah? V'ashas, Kol Ribi HaTorosh, Shinskala B'chaldor, Sadar Achron Mamish, Hagra Atzmo. We've had so much since then. The Gra himself... We just have to figure out what this means. So, so there's no Torah anymore? Uh, we look back and it doesn't appear to be true. There's, there's, there's an unbelievable amount of Torah and Chiddush, Svarim, the great Rishonim. What the Gra understood was much greater than us. So to what he understood, the ones that came before him, the ones that came before him, they literally embodied Taira. And we see that they, they, they were using the similar type of, of measuring up. That the way that the Amorim looked at the ones that came before him. Okay, uh, next paragraph. So now you're saying that the later ones did, couldn't accomplish anything, but we see that they accomplished a tremendous amount. If they mamish understood nothing, how could it be if they mamish didn't understand anything that they came up with so much? So this is a pasuk in a show that we've quoted before, and we're going to make our first point going into now that Hakadosh Baruch Hu had everything planned out. In other words, we are not living, in, in, in a certain way, yes, you know, you talk about like Bedyeved, you know, Adama Rishon, there was Chet Rishon, and the Miraglim, but it's not as though all of a sudden things went sideways. Kafid where the world needs to be going. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mipal Va'asa Kore Hadoros Meirosh. HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows where the progression of the world was going, what Avodah needs to be done, to the point that he says, Ani Hashem Rishon Ve'eshachronim Anihu. I am there also. Things are exactly where they need to be. Now, we're going to read the next paragraph, and then we're going to speak out a little from Rav Chaim Friedlander going to Yerusalem, which will give us a little bit of an appreciation, at least on the process. So what he says is what we spoke about a couple weeks ago, really, it was in the last chapter, is the, the, the truth is, is Taira has infinite properties, being able to 
tap into this element of ourself, being able to tap into the divine wisdom. And the way that we spoke about it was we said that there was Torah and Tefillah. Tefillah is really what bridges that gap. But in order to bridge that gap, we have to come to a point where we appreciate what we're doing. So we spoke about the interplay between Amelis and Torah. The truth is, with our human limitations, we can't truly approach the Torah. But what it enables us to do is bring us to that level, right? In other words, if you, if you can jump 10 feet, try to jump 11, and then Hashem will pick you up the rest of the way. Once you, once you do what you're doing, so then, then you tap into it, and we spoke that out at length. So he says over here, The truth is, is infinity to a hundred is the same ratio for all intents and purposes as infinity to a million. It's true, we're not holding where the Tanam and Amorayim were, but that's not our job in life. HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows who we are, He knows what our capabilities are, where we're holding, and as far as HaKadosh Baruch Hu is concerned, Ani Hashem Rishon Vesachronim Ani HaKadosh Baruch Hu is there with us, and therefore, Kol Ribo B'Yeshiva V'Amal HaKaber Tanoi Hu Sh'atfilet Hizkabel, U'Befiv Yizbaruch Yitain Dasu Tfuna, Ultimately, tefillah is going to be what closes that gap and allows us to connect. Even though we, on a personal level, we're not as receptive and as open and able to have that degree of his batlus as the people that came before us, nevertheless, who is Barach knows them always maintains that flow. So if you think, so point number one that he's making is there's been a decline, but if you're going to use that as not an excuse, he doesn't really say what, but the issue is if that's going to depress you or you're going to think that therefore we are unable to connect to the Taira in the same way, you know, everything we've been discussing, we're going to look at the, we've been talking about this the whole time. So you're going to say, but who are we? This is great for those who came before us, but who are we? So he says, That's not, that, that, that doesn't make a difference. The reality is, is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows the, the development of the world. Every generation is going to have its avoda. Hashem is going to be in every generation as He needs to be supporting it. And therefore, and to the extent that how are we going to connect with Torah, the whole thing is really almost a gift anyway. Hashem is the one who bridges that gap. Uh, and therefore, uh, the same way that tefillah bridges that gap, and we've talked about that, that applies to us also, and it is a gift. It's true that we don't have, the, the we, mitzad ourselves, don't have the expansiveness of the earlier generations, but nevertheless, there's room for us to analyze and dig up the libo. If you really want it, it's going to be there for you. It's true, you know, Messiris Nefesh is going out of your zone of comfort. So we're holding at a lower level. The, uh, they were holding at a higher level, but if we truly want it. Rav Chaim Friedlander, in, uh, in one of the Tishabov pieces, he talks about the Tikkun Aliyadei Yerida Sadairis, and he gives a little bit of an added dimension to this uh, and, and I, that I, I did want to speak out, even though it a little bit interrupts the flow, but it, it, it gives a little bit of an added dimension. He, he's coming off, he says, again, if the earlier generations weren't able to be Masak and whatever they had to do it, how do we have a hope? And he says, if Adam Arishon wasn't able to succeed in his matzav of closeness, so then HaKadosh Baruch who takes Adam Arishon and he puts him outside Gan Eden. If Adam Arishon wasn't able to be successful in Gan Eden and accomplish his task, so then how would he have a better hope of doing it once he was in a lower matzav? 
And he says also, if we, if we weren't able to do our job in Eretz Yisrael, so how are we going to do a better job in Gullus? In other words, it's one thing, forget about talking about punishment. We're talking about the fact that we have a job to do and the world needs a certain tikkun and we can engage. No notes. I'll give you the notes afterwards. We, we, have, we, 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 have, we have a job to do. So if in a matzav of closeness and of gilui we weren't able to engage and we messed up, so what hope do we have to do it later? Okay, it's in Moadim Gimel on page Shinnun Hey, if you want. But I, I, I wish I would say that more because going back I can find where I was taking things from. I just recorded it, you'll find it. No, in Rav Chaim Freeland Sefer and Simsa Chaim. So, 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 so he comes to answer these questions. He starts off talking about Kol Gadol Mechavero Yitzro Gadol Heimanu. Uh, which Pashib Shah would just seem to be if I have a greater Yetzar Hatov then I would need in order to maintain the equilibrium and the challenge I would need a Yetzar Hara he brings a Gemara and he says that that can't be it uh, he says it seems to be that the Yetzar in a certain way even for the same base Aveir is based on a Gemara with a Baye where he saw a person who didn't engage in a certain Aveir and he says I don't know how he didn't engage in the Aveira I would have I, I wouldn't have been able to uphold the test and and, and then uh, uh, he was talking to a certain sab I think and who made him feel better so Chaim Friedland presents it like this he says when a person approaches Shlemus and there's some sort of a pagam so then that is essentially a lack in Shlemus so if you have a diamond and there's a scratch in the diamond or if you have a white tablecloth and there is a dot in the tablecloth so then it's not just that that represents a dot or a piece of dirt or a scratch in the gem what that is is that that is an area where there's Shlemus that's lacking if the tablecloth is very dirty or for that matter it's plaid I don't know it's a very busy looking thing but it's less on a level of of Shlemus however you want to think about it then the fact that there happens to be a little spot is not going to be as big of a pagam. If you have something that's scratched, it would take a much larger scratch to represent a pagam in whatever shlemus or in whatever level that's holding. So he, he says that lack of shlemus is a chisaran. If, if, you're, if you're shooting to be complete, so when there's something that's a breach, then that is essentially a, 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 a chisaran over there, and that attracts additional, additional chisaran. Meaning that the Yetzirah is, 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 is attracted to something that's deemed to be a chisarin. So what he says is essentially when it comes to a, high, a, a person where there is a, if, if a person is a shalem and there's an area where that it seems to be a breach in their shlemus, so then the Yetzirah kind of hones in on it and it says, well, once, there's, once there is deemed to be a little bit of a gap, it, 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 it hones in, let me see how he says it, it then, then it comes to attack the person in that area. Whereas for another person, uh, in other words, if, if let's say you never talk in shul, never talk in shul, and all, all, all of a sudden, like you kind of get a text message and you look, all of a sudden you're going to get like 10 text messages. Whereas if there's a guy who like, you know, he's not even holding by that, halavai, he should come at all, whatever it is, so then he looks at his phone, he doesn't look for him, at least he's there, that's not where the Yetzirah is going to attack him, because as far as he's concerned, that's not a breach in where he's holding. The Yetzirah is attracted to where there's a breach, and it wants to open it up wide. So when a person is holding... Yeah, the Yitzhar is going to attach at a point of weakness, but what's considered a point of weakness, that very same thing. In other words, 
for a person who's holding on a lower level, if he was presented with a certain Nisayan in the area of Arias or whatever it is, it could be for sure he'd fall. If a Bayi would fall, the person would fall also. But the Yetzirah is not necessarily going to attach him there. The Yetzirah is looking to attach a point in the place where that person's Shlemus is a whole. For that person, that's not a Chisarn. He's looking to exploit weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So th- where, where a person is holding, their weakness is holding in a different, in a different level. So he, he says, interestingly, he says, why, why does it have to be like this? So he says that there's two, there's two different types of Yetzirah. Okay? There's a Yetzirah Tivis which is a person from within himself, he has certain taivas, it's a natural taivas coming from certain places. And then there's something that's called the Yetzirah that's more of a Ruchni Yetzirah, where I be'etzim know the MS, but I have something external that comes to almost be ma'urav taivan ra, it comes to confuse the issues, it comes to knock me off kilter. It's not coming from within, but it's coming to undermine my concept of yashras. So he says the earlier generations, they had, they had issues with philosophy, they had issues, they, 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 they had issues with, uh, with, misya, uh, with, um, with the enlightenment, certain like very intellectual, I- I- intellectual things where people almost didn't even know that they were doing the wrong thing. It was operating at a much more kind of like almost like high class level. So if you would go over one of these people and start talking about the truth, they would kind of like twist the truth. It, 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 they weren't even sure what it was. And he says that this is a very, a very subtle Yetzirah. You have great men that were able, in a certain way, to cleanse themselves of their Taiva Yetzirahs. You'll see where we're going in a second. And yet they had these Nakudas of, of, of Yetzirah Ruchni. So he says, for instance, we know that David HaMelech, it says that, David HaMelech, it says that David HaMelech was Libi Chalol Bekirbi. The Rishami says that he, he slaughters Yetzirah. He says, you know what, David, what the issue with David HaMelech was, at least in one area of looking at it? David Mel told the Kaddish Baruch Hu, you tested the Avis, but I never got tested. So he says, you know what David Mel, uh, the, what the problem over there was? That David HaMelech, David HaMelech said he never got tested? He says, David HaMelech, he says, David HaMelech, he says, David HaMelech, he says, he says, before Basheva, he says, that he, this was Lushan to use in Sanhedrin. Bechaneni Hashem venaseni, test me, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, kedugme hanesiona shenosin l'avram liyitzlof Yaakov, in the way that you tested the Avos. Kedei sheyomru gam elokei David, says elokei Avram, elokei Yitzchak, elokei Yaakov, say elokei David. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu answered, and he even told him what it was going to be, is in a Dvar Erva. So he says, but you know, you know what David Amel's problem was? It wasn't the Dvar Erva. It, w- it would have been that if he would have passed any saying that he thought that he was holding on the level of the Avas. He was so close that he put himself on that level. He says, uh, So either way, the point is that he, he's dealing with ve- very lofty Nisyonos. And he says, interestingly, I don't want to go too much into it, but there, there's a reason that I wanted to, to talk about this. He says, the, in, the lower, in, in the lower generations where, where, where we're holding... So he says, we are not attached to these subtle intellectual types of Yetzar Haras anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not our Nisayan. Our Nisayanos are much more base, much more coarse Nisayanos. Mm-hmm. So that has a certain, a certain advantage for us and a certain disadvantage. The, adva- the advantage is, is that we're going to be held in less, of a, less scrutiny. So that, so that if we do the wrong thing, we'll be taken to task less for it. For instance... He says, uh, uh, he doesn't say it like this, but you can imagine a person who's at a, in a very high position in a company, and he doesn't do well. So you have two 
choices. You can either fire him or you can put him into a role that's a little bit lower, but where he's able not only to succeed, but to develop. And that will develop him and then ultimately he'll get back up. So, so he says that that's why Adam Arishon was basically, we said earlier, how does Adam Arishon have a hope if he got kicked out? Because he wasn't able to withstand the Nisoyon, this unbelievable intellectual abstract Nisoyon at the highest levels, but when he was in a matzav where he, he, was, not, he was not holding on that high level and he was downgraded, so then the Nisoyon wouldn't have been as subtle, he wouldn't have been held with as much scrutiny, and therefore in order to develop, less would have been required. So he says that also in, 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 in our generation, so, so we're, we're, we're holding, we're holding much more in this base, in this saying where it's not that the truth is so muddled. What happens is, and he says you see a lot of Bali in, in this generation. All it is is that there's basically like, uh, like a, uh, he says, uh, I'll tell you, he says, we're holding in a much more chumriyistic world. It's much easier for us to connect because we're not living in an area of these like abstract intellectual unclarities. What are our nisyonos? Much more coarse, base, gas type of nisyonos. Right? In other words, it's a maspik Okay, and he says, in Meshicha, so he says, HaKadosh Baruch makes it very easy for us. And he says, you see a lot of Bali Tshuva. If you can only show us the MS, and now we're going to talk about Ikvesid Meshicha, when you see that things are undermined, and you see where meaning lies, it's actually in a certain way much easier for us to connect. So, so he says that the point of Euridus Hadoros is that we're on a very lofty, subtle level where we might not have been able to make certain tikkunim. When you actually downgrade, when you actually downgrade where the tests are much coarser, in a certain way, it becomes much easier to tap into the truth because it's much easier to show that a lot of these coarse type of things that, that people engage in are really full of nonsense. A lot of the other ideologies it's not, uh, are really like full of hot air. It's much more basic. And therefore, when you can show people what the MS is, it's much easier for them to abandon those. And once they see the MS, they can attach. So the reason that I wanted to mention this, even though it was hard to explore because he mentioned a bunch of essays, I wanted to go through them, but I, I, there's no time, is it, 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 this, and this is really part of Revolvi's point, where we're holding is not second best. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we said, is Kore Adoros Meirosh. HaKadosh Baruch Hu foreshadowed where the world is going, what tikkunim the world needed at a certain point in time. And there were things that in earlier generations because of where they were holding, they were dealing with certain types of Yitzharas, but there were certain types of tikkun that was necessary that they weren't necessarily holding by. And by downgrading, by putting that person who couldn't succeed in the role of CEO and putting him in the level of a director or an AVP, all of a sudden the challenges are less. He's not going to be held in as much of a microscope. But in order to develop in that sense, he'll be able to make certain tikkunim and to shed the light where it was much harder to see the truth when the challenge were of a philosophical nature and now that we're living in a world where the Yitzhars that are attacking us are much more of a base nature, it's much easier to actually get past these things and attach ourselves to the MS and show that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the real truth. So that's, that's point number one is you read this, Adoros, we don't, we don't 
want, need to succeed dis, despite Yeridas Hadairais. In a certain sense, uh, to whatever degree this point is made, Yeridas Hadoros allows us to make a tikkun that might not otherwise have been possible, and we actually can accomplish things, therefore, that would have been much more difficult for people in earlier generations. It's a different challenge. It explains a lot, because like, it seems like... Oh, we're, we're going to go through it. It's a, it's a very, yeah, you, you can't compare one to the other. You can't compare where we are in a good way, but you can't compare where we are in, in terms of the challenges that we had. You, you know, you, people look back and when they compare to Europe or beyond, you know, we don't have people that are learning and smoking, you know, coming up with Hadushi Torah and smoking cigars on Shabbos. Right. And, you know, in terms of learning certain types of Sfarim, I, I believe I heard quoted the Chavetz Chaim, so son I'm learning more or something, but, you know, in terms of learning these types of philosophical from that the Rishonim are full of, you know, one of the points that's made, it's not that people are going to go off the derech. It's that those are not our challenges. Nobody today goes off the derech because there's an anthropomorphism in Chumash. It just doesn't... Nobody looks at a Chumash and says, Nasa Adam B'Tzalmenu, oh man, there must be that there's no, that there's no uh, you know, one God. That's just not our challenge. So if you're going to spend time and analyze things, work on Midos, work on refining oneself. The philosophical challenges just aren't our challenges. They were much more difficult in a certain sense, but they're not, that's not the place where we need to be shining the light. We have much, it's much more easy, right, it's much more messes your head. We know what Yashra says, we just have to tap into it. Okay, point, point number two. Yeah, or not fine. Point number two. Achrei kol tocha mishnah shali masechtas saita. It says, The people that were, had comparables. Nobody had diligence anymore. Which we state that quite a tar, interesting it was a quoted one for another. But didn't take anything for granted. He, every single subtle point he darshaned out for meaning. That's called kavod atayra, which it's, which is its point itself. Excuse me. That they were able to do unbelievable things. Certain, certain nisim even goes through Rashi brings he brings. Mishemes Reb Yosi Ketanta Batul Chasidim. Mishemes Reb Yochanan Zaka Batul Zevachachma. We see that there was a decline. Next paragraph. Nirakan Baal ain't ech tekufa shnei alafim Torah miskareves lasiyuma. We see as there was a gradual decline that there were certain elements of 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 of. of clarity and, and, and attachment to, to the source and what they were able to accomplish, how they were able to learn, that they didn't have anymore. One by one, these lights were extinguished. The Shakdanim, the Darshanim, Batal Kvoda Torah. Like, what are we living in? If, they, if, we, if, if, if diligence has gone over there, what are we living in? We have no idea we can't even relate to it. There's a qualitative difference. There are certain things that were caused by the Chorban Abayas. And he says, In the middle of the paragraph, he says, This is not just how thi- This is important. This is not just page Kuflamid. This is not just how history unfolded, and then we kind of have to keep pace. And this is what I wanted to mention a little bit from Rav Chaim, even though the point was hard, I probably didn't develop it well. But there's a very specific system. There are certain things that need tikkun, 
one, there is a certain place where the world is going to. The world is not just deteriorating as it happens to develop according to normal properties, and therefore we define our avoda and how it happens to go. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is guiding the world in terms of where it needs to be and what our avoda is in those circumstances. There's an order to it, and there's a, there's a hope. Rabbi Yochan Mezaka Yosid Yavne V'chachamea calls those Be'ikvos HaChorban. That was established in the footsteps in the, of the Chorban. And this should scare you, if you read the news. There's going to be a lot of chutzpah. There's going to be, things are going to be expensive. There's going to be a spike in things. There will be a lot of availability. You can get anything you want online. Everything will be available to you. But things might be expensive. Okay, I guess we didn't have China yet. The governments will become heretical. There will be no way to rebuke them. The people will gather together for Znustic purposes. The borders will become desolate. People will wander without having rest. Chachma say from Tisrach, people will be devalued, right? The, the, the wisdom will be devalued. Yerechet Yamasu, people that are Yerushimayim, they'll be despised. Ha'emes Tenaderes, and truth will be lacking. Na'arim Pnei Zakenim, Yalbinu, Vizakenim Yamdulufnektanim. It will be a youth culture. Ben Menavel of, the, the young people will, will be menuveldic to the older people, sons to fathers, Bas Kama Ba'ima, daughters to mothers, and Kala Ba'chamosa to mothers in law. Oive Ishan Shebeso, the people within their families. Ready? Pnea Dork, Pnea Kelev, okay, other Pshatim Nat, Haben Enum is Baish, Meavi, Valmayish, Lan, Lashayan, Alvinish, Rashmayim. Matira and Kana Enu Yurida, we're not talking about a decline. We are talking about a case of Yimotu, Komos, they are, it's the foundations of the world will be gone. I don't know, he couldn't have even imagined when he said this. There will no longer be an economic structure and a social framework. There will be no longer families. There will be partners. Right? There's no such thing as families, there are households. Right? Hamusarim, no moral standards, Vamidyanim and no political standards. How could Chazal have foreseen this? But Behiras Kazos, with this much clarity, Ashir Binyanu, Roem, Eich, Mes Emes, Koldover, Bidikanis, Naira, with extreme precision. Where can we have reliance, ultimate confidence? This is the third time he's mentioned this Pasuk. And it's in line with what we started probably on page one. Don't move that chair. It's making noise. Sorry. Which pasuk? Which pasuk? This this kore uh, kore adoros me But the point is, is that as crazy as it is, it's a process, and the process needs to take place. And it's it, it, there's a method to the madness. We, we, we always shry and try, you know. Okay, a little bit of a sharp line, but somebody one time told me he said, uh, you know, everybody shries and tries that it's a, that it's a uh, that it's a dar yasom. He said it's not a dar yasom; it's a dar mamzer. Nobody wants to take responsibility. Mm. You know, it, it, people yell all the time about like the circumstances and how bad it is. We are where we are, but it's not because like you know 
you, you broke the eggs, make an omelet. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is guiding the world where it needs to be, and he needs our avoda. Our avoda, we can knock it out of the park, not because this is where we happen to find ourselves, but because this is actually the perfect place where Hashem needs it to be, in Ekvist and Meshicha, and we're going to explain why in a minute. There's a sp- when things are going haywire, I think I, I mentioned to you before what my boss said, my, uh, two bosses ago, she mentioned to me, not from woman, Jewish, she said, you know, usually you can just kind of like follow things rationally, and okay, so you believe in God, you don't believe in God, that's religion. She told me, she said, not exactly like this, it's less rational to understand what's going on reading the newspaper than if you would just tell me that somebody is guiding the process. I don't understand why, but when you look at the, what's happened in the news in the last you know, 12 months, you, you couldn't project this in any, in any model of right. saying that this right. is how it was going right. to happen. Even if right. I gave you information, information upon information, there would have been no way to project any one of these things and to cluster together like this. There's, there's more hashkacha now. In a certain sense, when things are less mechanical and with less momentum, there's more hashkacha. What's the meaning of this crumbling, this crippling of the foundation? Before Mashiach comes, in Sanhedrin, and where Rav says, that by 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 saras and mitzora, if there's one spot or a lot of spots, it's a problem. If he becomes totally white, then it totally tsarastic, then it's tar again. A spot is a problem because it's considered a hefsid. Why? Because at that point, it's not a hefsid, it's a total deterioration, it's a total destruction, last line. Because at a certain point, you wipe things out in order to rebuild. Every state of existence is preceded with heder. We're going to see the morale inside in a second. And we're going to explain this idea because it's an idea that he, that he focuses on. At a certain point when you're doing demolition work, the demolition is not breaking things down. It's in preparation for rebuilding. That's not looked at as being destructive. That's not Tame. If you're going to rebuild, right? It's like in psychology. If a person has certain hang-ups, then you can't go forward. If an employee has certain things like, like you, you can't go forward and build on, on something that's a problem, on something that's a faulty foundation. At a certain point, you need to totally level the playing field, otherwise you're just, you're just adding on. His batlazos ain't a kilkel v'churban. That's not called destruction. When it's a total tzaras, what that really is, it's preparation for the next step. It's not just that he's a little bit sick and then it's adding on and becoming healthy. At that point, it's like totally wiping out the old and a restarting. That's what Ikvist the Mashiach is. It's a total hismaititus, a total undermining and crumbling and faltering of all of the foundations that we rely on 
everything that you could have taken to the bank, certainly in the last year. I don't care whether it was sports. I don't care whether it was entertainment. I don't care if it was morals. I don't care if it was what's what. You can't make sense of it. The more you look at things, the less it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I told somebody in, in the context even of like looking for a job, when you're going to make like a personal move, so when things are generally stable, so then you say, well, you know, my family is like this, my financial status is like this, so then I know if I make a move, so then here's the impact it'll have. Now, it's like so hard to make any decisions. There's literally nothing stable from one second to the next. You don't know what industries are going to be there. You don't know what the politics is going to be. You don't know what, what you don't know whether Manhattan is going to be thriving or whether or not people are going to go back to work and it's totally going to be crippled because, you know, 40% of it will be boarded up and all of the service industries will be gone. There's no way to, there's every, everything that you could have possibly taken for granted, food and beverage, hospitality, there's nothing that you can possibly rely on in the things that, Form the basis of society, ethical, moral, nothing. What this is is preparation for Mashiach. When you can actually undermine and get rid of everything that you rely on, that's when you get ready for the next final stage of total MS. What can we rely on when all of this is going on? In Gashmius and Ruchnius, Alavinu Shabashamayim. In Kol Hameoros, Hameoros, Shaladar, Mikrim, Biltim, Tzfuyim. That if all of these things would have happened, these scary things would have happened without us having this Chazal, without us having this anticipation. We would be like a ship without a captain. We would be totally scared. I think this is the fourth time we're mentioning this. This is the process. We know that it's the process. We have to embrace it and understand that we have an avoda over here and that he's going to go into the third point of, uh, and why this is really fitting into this chapter. And that's how it happens. Says the Maral in Netzach Yisrael, which is on the Churban. He says, again, this idea... He's talking about Gullus. He first makes a point that he's really summing up from what came beforehand. He says, Any existence has to have some sort of a crumbling of the foundation, a wiping out, uh, the, they do demolition before you build. The Laila comes before the R. comes before And that's one of the things of Gullus. And the first way of understanding it is that even though Gullus is inherently a negative, but again, there's a Yesod that existence is preceded by some sort of a lack. And that's why we have Bereshus' Yeshmei for From our perspective, for our purpose, before Bereshus, there was nothing. And so on a very simple level, then he's going to say one level deeper, it's like we just said, there has to be a total discontinuation because if you just dump on top of something that's faulty, so then you're just adding to something that otherwise has an issue, uh, and that's why you need to, to, to get rid of, you need to level everything that was there beforehand. Uh, uh, sometimes even you have a way of looking at something and I'm arguing with you, and you'll be talking back and forth and you're not getting it, and you have to even just tell somebody, look, 
just pretend like you're a three-year-old and you've right. never let me teach it to you as though you don't know anything I don't want to convince you based on your the way that you're looking at it I'm telling you that I'm looking at it differently just start over right you, you need to just get past I don't want to change it I want to start over but then he goes a level deeper there's paraklamid and Netzach Yisrael actually went through this but he, he spoke out a few things but he said there's a deeper level so he says like this, it's deeper than just clearing away. And I'm just going to summarize what, what he says over here. He says, if a person has a life before he meets somebody, or if you've ever seen, I remember somebody in my old apartment building, she got married, she was like in her mid-30s, uh, late 30s, and she got married, and he moved into her apartment. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember thinking, like, that's not going to be good. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, you know what I mean? Like, that's sure, not, th- that's, <laughs> that, no, but uh, th- that's not how I keep the soap. Yeah, but, but uh, in other words, right, right. when you have some sort of an independence, you see differently when people have a career. They're not he's, creating he's, a new he's, home he's, together. They're he's not. he's a lawyer, and she he makes he, he, you know he's a partner in a law firm. And he makes uh, X amount of you know mid six figures, and she you know never had a good job, or vice versa. And then all of a sudden, it's like you know you're, you're well. Who's paying for that car lease? You're building on something that existed already. You're not coming into the relationship as a haschala. You're, you're, you're adding on to something, and the person, you have a life, you're independent, you have some sort of a momentum, and you're adding on to that momentum. Right? So, what, the, so there's a big a difference. Well, in the context of this, yeah. there's a difference between an appendage and something that becomes part of a person's essence. There's just a difference. When, 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 a person, when, when a person, let's say, gets married in school, he's never worked before. And that's in the context of marriage. Right? We say, we, we, that's one of the things that we say, that Adam, Adam and Chava were together. They were part of one essence, that when they broke apart, but Be'etzim, they relate, men and women, Be'etzim, relate to, to each other as, as that they weren't a Shalem without... Now, we say that a man is not a... It's not that he is a Shalem and then he takes on somebody else. That a person is not a Shalem without it. And he says by Gullus, he says, you ready for this? He says that... Uh, uh, that Eino Doma, he, he basically says that when a person is under somebody, a person can't develop when they're under somebody else's control, when they're under Paro, when they're under another Uma, whatever it is. And therefore, that, that when, when an Evid becomes a person with Geula, we came into the world together with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He says, we didn't have a Metzius when we were under somebody else. We never existed in an actualized form before HaKadosh Baruch Hu formed a relationship with us. So it wasn't that we existed as an Ummah and then we formed a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It was that when we came into being and attained a personality, when we became an entity as Klal Yisrael, that was with Anoichi Hashem Aleikecha. Hashem He gave them a tzura, a framework. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's why we couldn't come out in a natural way. Right? And he, and he says that uh, uh, 
And he says, The final geula, which is what we're talking about now, is that it's going to be a total, a, a total wiping out. It's going to be such a new reality that we're going to be like born into that what we happens is, is it's not just that we're in a certain matzav and that Hashem is like the, cra- the, 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 the crowning entity that we also have a relationship with Hashem. What happens is that we form an identity and a tzura and we become created as Am Hashem. And when he, uh, when Ravana Lobiansky was talking about this, one of the points he made, without getting into politics in terms of which side of the fence you are, pro-Israel, anti-Israel, whatever, not getting into it, but he said, if you want to just understand part of the opposition to Israel kind of, uh, you know, coming to its own, I think the Briskorov, somebody said, he didn't mention this, that, you know, before there were 70 nations and now there are 71 nations. It's that what, what held Klal Yisrael together with an identity was never based on anything tangible. It was based on the fact that we, mm-hmm. we, that we had a Torah and that, 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 that we had a relationship with a Kaddish Baruch Hu and it didn't matter where you were from and this is something that couldn't be destroyed. And when the focus of, of what makes Klal Yisrael is a state, anyway, we became a Dafka nation in, in, in a Midbar, basically, right? right. But, but, but when, when, the, when the focus of who we are becomes something tangible right. so that undermines the, yeah it undermines it, it undermines where we are in other words if you take somebody who's from from uh, Africa and they move to America so you know first they're Africa or whatever they are after three generations at some point it's a melting pot and you can kind of like theoretically align but you're no longer considered you know identify as being X at some point you're America with different roots a Jew in a certain place never fully identifies with with Whatever, whatever land is housing them. Mm-hmm. We're Jewish and that's who we are. Our identity is not really tied to any specific place in time. So, and if you, if you, if you want to know just... The world almost looks at, at Jews like a race. Well, we're really neither a race nor a religion because if you're, if you're, a, reli- you're a religion except for the fact that you can't opt out. Yeah. No, you can't. I'll show you a thousand atheist Jews. They're still Jews. I, I, I'm just saying, like, you, you, you oh, can't... You atheist Jews? The, uh, well, that's just because the concept of... of but, the if a, if a reli- uh, but I'm saying for our point of view, you can't... Uh, I mean, it's a longer discussion. If something's a religion and I'm not religious, then I'm not... If, if somebody if grows up... If your point of view is whatever you want it to be, then it will never change according to your point of view. But No, but you're saying it's not, it's not only a religion because you can't opt that's, out. That's the limitation. Defining it as only a religion, you're saying, is a According belief system. Jewish right. It's not yeah. a belief system. It's it goes by mother. It goes by mother. Anyway, but, but the point is, mm-hmm. go, going back home, the bottom line is, is that the, the reason for Gullus and the reason for being out of it is that as something becomes recreated, so the first thing we said is that you just you can't build on top of, on top of something that's a faulty framework. Mm-hmm. But, but the next thing that the morale says is that what it allows you to do is cre- if, if a person doesn't have any sort of an independent surah or an, there's no entity before it's created, then it becomes comes created into something. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu redeemed us from being under somebody else's control, we weren't, didn't have independence and formed a relationship with Hashem. We formed an identity as Am Hashem. 
we came into it like that. And he, the, the morale actually goes, goes on and says, unbelievable, uh, that, that he says that, uh, he says that, that's the idea of smichus geula tefillah, that what's tefillah? So geula is, we came out of geula. Now what's our hischayvus? Now what's our responsibility? Our responsibility is avoda. That's why the smichus geula tefillah, once there's geula and once we, once we come out of the, this gullus matzav, we come out of this artificial matzav into a, a, an independent state where we, where, where we become kol kulo am Hashem, so now what, follow, what has to follow is, is avoda. You can look at Shara Abachina and Shara Shara Vodas Hashem, by the Chovas Halvavas. So that's, that's really the second point that he that he makes over here is, which again, the Maral talks about this all over, is, is that, uh, what was his Lushen? He says, Kikol Havai Yuktam Laheder. So he says, in Ekvisit HaMashiach, it's not Stam that it happens to be that way, it's that it has to be that way. There ha- it's not going to be a slow decline. At a certain point, the entire fabric of reality, as, as, as can possibly make any sense, the fabric of stability becomes totally wiped out because it becomes recreated into, in, into an MS that can't be built on anything that came before it. Otherwise, they would have had a system of morals, and we have a system of morals. They have a system of family, and we graduate. It's only when something is totally 100% under, undermined into zero stability, that when you recreate that sura, you recreate it into a system of yashras, or into a creation of, 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 uh, of how Kaddish Baruch Hu wants it. And he says, last point, Okay, he's going off into a sugi. He says, He refers to Hamidacham as builders. Go drop quickly, just an hour. I don't want to finish this point. What are they building? And this really goes back to a point that we made actually on page Pei Zion when we talked about Oilam Hafuch. He says, What are they building? They're building a new world. There's these areas of chesaron. The Torah cannot reconcile itself with a mitzias that has built within it. It inherently has lack. The Torah is shlemos. So the the Torah is is a The Torah can't reconcile itself in a mitzias that inherently has chisaron. So when the Tamidah Chachamim are building a world and they're attaching themselves to a world and they're they're creating a reality, it's a reality that doesn't have these areas even of natural chisaron mavas. And it turns away from the hester panim that is shay. That's in Oilam Azah. says everything is essentially going towards Tchias Amesim. Okay, he brings from Gemaras. Um, the ultimate point of mitzvahs is to reach shlemus, which is essentially a, a recreation in terms of in terms of shlemus. It's a breaking down of of the old world order, an abandoning of the old world order. We could see this with uh, caterpillars and butterflies, or seeds and plants. It's a total breaking down of the old world order and a growing a growing a, a, a regrowth, not of something that was even an extension of what came before, but of a new, completely. vibrant, completely different Me- creation. A new metamorphosis. Which is a mind-blowing point. 
Okay, we, we actually mentioned this, I think, when it came to Hanukkah. In the introduction of Chemes, he says that Torah does not work with logical proofs. He says, we're going to go through things. If you're going to have a question and you're going to, you're going to say, well, this can't be, and you're going to go through a bunch of logical proofs, that doesn't apply to Torah. Finishing up, so, so he says, This is not a weakness, as Kukul is not that we have to be apologetic for. He says like this When you have math, so then proofs are something that are within a mathematical system. When you have chemistry or physics, the proofs and the way that you work with it are something that are within that system. The Torah is not something that's of the world. And therefore, if the way that proofs work are proofs are if A, then B. They're within a system that is limited within a natural set of givens. And if the Torah is a world that is not, that's why science, you know, told yeah, about, we, we mentioned this before. Well, it's not that it doesn't have to make sense. It's that it doesn't have to make sense. The, the world is hamakom. In other words, sci- people talk about science and religion. We mentioned this before. Science is, says that here are a bunch of, uh, you, you come up with, with a bunch of givens, you have a bunch of axioms, you have a bunch of whatever you're dealing with, mm-hmm. and you come up with a theory and you can test the theory. That assumes that everything that you need is on the table. If your question is where the things originated from, and you use science to try to prove religion, so I think the example used, we said it's like eating soup with a fork. It's just the wrong tool to evaluate it with. Tyra does not lend itself to this worldly type of analysis and approach. And that's not a chisarin, it's just the way it goes. Scientific disciplines are to work with things that are in front of us. Taira creates, right? Rabbi, the rabbi was learning Nefesh Echayim. He talked about in the first parak. He talks about Etzelam Elokim and the, the ability to create Olamos. Torah is something that, that innovates, that creates, that attaches to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. It is Memela Taichna Eina Inin Shachakirs and Metzias Kayemes. What? It's okay. Catch the last five minutes later. Okay. So he says, this is, the the Torah is a total, is working on a totally different framework. That's what absolute proofs are. Generally, proofs work within the system that they're using. Everything according to its own things. so okay, but the Torah that's coming to Ba'etzem work, it, it's tapping into a shlemus. It's giving us, it's giving us an MS. It's giving us something that's really broader than this world. It's giving us something that doesn't lend itself to chisarin. It can, it, we can use it to tap into. We said oylem hafuch. We with a whole world that's full of erchin and values, where stamps could be worth money and more, even more money when they're used. It gives us the ability to tap 
happen to true MS and true Yashras. But the Torah itself doesn't lend itself when people say, you see that the Torah is true because you see that animals have these properties. No, animals have these properties because the Torah says that it's true and that's what the world is, is, is coming off of. The Torah is removed from this whole idea of a system of proofs that are coming within a defined, uh, this worldly type of a, 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 a system. And he says, I, I shortened it. So he says, the Torah is Ba'etzem really going to see its full expression only in the next world. That's where we'll be able to understand it in these almost absolute terms. But in this world, we don't understand it in those terms because this world <coughs> doesn't lend itself to that. This world is a world where there has chisaron built in. What's going to be with Torah now? Where we are, we're at. We start off, we made three points. The first point we made was Yeridus Hadairais, and we, we spoke out a little bit that that's not just uh, we're going to grow despite it, but that it, it's necessarily so. The second point that we made is not just that things are going to decline and deteriorate, but then there's going to be a total undermining of reality as we know it in terms of all stability. And the third point that he's making is that the Torah, which we've been dealing with, that's how we anchor ourselves out of this world and we don't get blown over by it. So what's our avayda towards Torah and ikvasid mashicha? The people that are building the world on a on an axis of MS, they understand what's going to happen, that the world is not Be'etzim rooted in anything, that it's a world of Chisarin, and in order to transition from that, it's not going to be a transition. We're going to have to totally undermine the MS and the qualities that give any sort of a stability to anything other than Taira, to anything other than a world that's anchored in MS and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, like the Maral explained. And he says, The only thing that we can rely on, the only anchor that we truly have is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because we don't live in a world of Mikra. We don't live in a world where things happen to evolve according to just general principles of how they evolve. They're guided. She mentions this five times now, I think. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is guiding is guiding the world to where it needs to go and it's calculated. The reason that we're here is not because of a deterioration. Our avoda is not because we have to just make the best with what we have. It's Kore Adoros Merosh. Tamid Chacham Einu Mefachtem in Moras HaTkufa and Tamid Chacham are not going to be afraid. Gam Lomi Mashiyir Echet Imasu Vachacham Asasar from Tisrach and they won't even be afraid when people are not respectful and not of wisdom and of Yashrus and anything like that. It's not going to scare them because they understand the process of where it needs to go. And they uh, and they 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 understand that their job and what they're coming to do is attach themselves to the MS where it may be. Vesachronamani who and Hakadosh Baruch Hu is found not not 
that, that were able to attach himself, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is guiding the world to this point in Ekvesed the Mashicha before there's going to be a new world order. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, not only and he's able to be found here. And we have two minutes left. We'll just mention that, that even in the context of Tishaba, Ramosha Shapiro brings that uh, the source for Rishchidesh being called a Moed is actually in the context of Tishabav. And the idea, and he, and, and he goes through, through, through a piece, but, but the same idea that the, the, that the moon has to become, as it becomes smaller, then, you know, then it grows into being bigger. And he says that the moon was going to be one of the Ma'irais. And the moon came to HaKadosh Baruch with a taina, so HaKadosh Baruch made him smaller. But it, his essential approach is that the moon was going to be a certain size, let's say, you know, for argument's sake in the Medrash, but the moon was not going to ever be something that gave off light. What the moon was going to be was always something reflective. And this idea was not clear. So what did HaKadosh Baruch Hu do? He agreed with the moon and he said, you're right, people are not recognizing you as being your own, having your own innovative job. They're just going to associate you with you, so what he did is he made the moon small so that it would become evident that it was fundamentally different than the sun, that it was, his job was only being reflective. And he says that this is like Nasev and Nishman, this is when a person's job is to be a Makabel. Like uh, the Jews are compared to the moon, then <coughs> at a certain point, only once you're able to totally be mavatil yourself, that's th- that's where you're able to show. We, we discussed sort of idea in the past getting late, and I, I, I limit. It's it's only once you're able to to totally be mavatil something that's there. Mm-hmm. The, the example we used in the past was that if a person's if something's going to be a pipe and it's going to be able to be a, a good tra- tra- transmit something then to the extent that there's any independence that the, tight beca- the pipe becomes tight or that there's some gunk in the way, that it's not going to be able to give to be a proper conduit. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, to the extent that only something becomes bottle, that's right. to the extent that it can become a macabre. So to the extent that we're, that, that we, that we're here for Ashras Ashkina and we're here to be Am Hashem and that the world needs to, 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 to be reflective of a Gilu of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, it's only once anything that, that, that the world has of itself, all of these other systems that it said, the moral systems are going to be gone, the family systems will be gone, it's only once all of these things become null and bottle that you can realize that they don't have their own independent substance. And Lemaisa, uh, it, it, it's only the attachment to Kaddish Baruch Hu that's the only Yashras, and that's what the Chachamim are able to tap into now, despite all of the other confusion and, and all of the other distraction in the world, they are able to build the world based on MS and understand Aravoda in this situation, in this situation specifically, as what it's, uh, as what it's supposed to be, so that we can embrace that and, uh, and grow through it.